It's Thursday, October 24th, 2019, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 270, Hoity Toity Tracks. Runtime for this episode is 56 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that heeds that one weird gas attendance warning. My name is Jeremy. I'm, oh no, the bed is tipping me out the window. Oh no, I'm out of the... I'm Tyler. I go everywhere fully armed. My name is Zach. Are you one of the dudes predator? I was going to say, you realize that means you're the first one to die, Zach, as you unload clip after clip into the murderer. <laughs> Uh, who will later just be revealed to be Steve. And there's no way he should be able to take that. But because of the point in the movie you're at, he will be a ghoul. Sorry, my primary focus on, like, most of these horror things are the more modern interpretation of horror, like Dead Space, where this hyper-intelligent <laughs> engineer loaded for bear with high-powered cutting tools. Ah, yes, the Resident Evil 4 approach, where you're fighting Midget Napoleon, the scariest of all men. That is a fantastic game. It is. Have you ever it's played Dino Crisis game. 3? No. Oh, God, that game is so bad and is gloriously stupid. I wish they would release, like, a remake of that one exactly as it is because it is so bad. So we played Night Trap this week to celebrate October uh, because I can't apparently do simple math and didn't realize that our next October episode is going to be in November. But that's fine. There are no turkey-based video games. Well, technically. Also, didn't we not record for, like, a month? Yes, but we're on schedule because... We're way ahead on last time on video games because it turns out releasing a podcast every other week is incredibly easy. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, which is why we had plans to do other things around that time. But then everybody got really busy. It snowed. I got stuck at work. Someone died. I'm pretty sure that happened, right? Yeah, old man Smithers. Oh, man. I love playing games with him. He was very bad, so I got a lot of free kills. Yeah, but we didn't bury him. We just threw him in the back. That can't possibly bite us. We, we propped him up beside the jukebox, I thought. I or just put him on top person? of the manhole cover in the bottom of my uh, house. It's fine. Nothing could go wrong. What have you been playing, Zach? Since we last recorded, me, Kevin, and Ed actually got together and we played some StarCraft II. Huh. That which, was this? I didn't was... get to be part of that and was sad because I was taking a nap because my life is mostly naps now. We will get to that later. It, it was pretty fun. Um, It was also one of those moments where it's like, we look at the final stat line, and it was, one of these people has been playing this game and has played strategy games a lot before. One of these people has played strategy games. One of these people is Ed. I was going to say, Ed, regardless of how many strategy games he played, would still be Ed. So at one point, like, the one that took us the longest, uh, Ed actually ran out of money entirely. Because, like, at one point, he, like, I have this set idea like i expand really fast so i was always guy had multiple bases set up immediately like you were playing starcraft like i was playing starcraft and ed at one point was building up a lot of thors and mech for terran on one base on one how base. you build thor on one base continue and uh like the first thing he built was a refinery and my yeah, yeah, well you're gonna need all that gas for those thors yeah i was gonna say you need that vespine <laughs> and my first thought was ed, you, word of advice don't uh, don't build the refinery first don't need it immediately Hey, if you're not going to build any Marines, you don't need any minerals. <laughs> the uh, the funny one was uh, he built a bunker, 
which I know that that at the beginning is already kind of funny. But he put Reapers in it. Well, yeah, and you, I had the immediate thought of, I didn't even know you could put Reapers in bunkers. Hey, it's helpful. It's actually very helpful. There was a early StarCraft II strategy that's very outdated now, where you would rush an SCV up to build a bunker, and you would Reaper harass. And then if the uh, enemy built Zerglings, you would hide him in the bunker. And the Zerglings could not actually take out the Reaper bunker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's weird. And while we were playing that, um, I believe it was... It was a few weeks ago. Stug Life actually got on and was talking to us while we were playing. Oh, neat. I, I like it when people who listen to our shows talk yeah, to I us. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't playing StarCraft with us, but he was in the chat. Just dropping by. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't mind when anybody does that. I was going to say, I think one of the million Ryans who listened to us <laughs> dropped in while we were just playing games sometime and just, like, listen to us. Yeah, I, I think Ryan God, that's going to be horrifying you get on especially if we're playing monster hunter or something like that me and kevin at the very least there's probably a lot of swearing going on that's funny old man smithers just got in the chat just now that's weird that's probably nothing what else have you been playing zach uh I, it's probably his wife actually yeah probably just going through the passwords yeah seeing if the, the discord password and the bank password are the same yeah oh man oh <laughs> man i'm not you don't want to use your discord password as your bank password okay he, the bank has much worse security, and someone might get access to your Discord account. Other than that, like I've still been playing some World of Warships, uh, mainly still playing, still playing bot games. I finally got an aircraft carrier. Someone, someone else said that they were playing World of Warships. Ed. Was it Ed? Did he play a game with you ever? No, he hasn't played a game with me yet. Okay. Um, I don't know why he has picked to play Japan and the US of A, but I'm pretty sure I know why. I think it's the same reason why I was predominantly playing Japan and the USA. Because they are the people who had navies during World War II. I mean, Great Britain, Britain technically did. had a navy. Um, <laughs> this way that Japan technically fought in World War I, so they got to be in the League of Nations. Uh, Germany also had a navy during World War I, or World War II. That's true, but they... Most famous for the one battleship that sunk, and yeah. all the U-boats. I think it's because Japan and the US of A have the two like primary aircraft carriers. The other nation that has them is Great Britain. So, quick segue, Zach, this seems like a question you'd know the answer to. What does the U in U-Boat stand for? I think it's actually something in German. My understanding is it literally stands for underwater. Yeah, that that's what I was going to guess. I think it is the German word for underwater that well, still starts yeah, with a U. That's what I was thinking, because the, the Japanese one is an I. Like, because all of theirs are labeled with I, like I-59 and stuff. Because this was, the other nations didn't really give their U-Boats names. Whereas, like, America did. So I do not actually know what the U stands for in U-Boat. And as someone who works in retail, U-Boat means something completely different. I'm afraid to ask. It's like a boat shaped like a U. You put a bunch of product on it when you're taking it out. It's just not, it's not very exciting. They don't have torpedoes. I mean, to be fair, most of the United States ones didn't either. So the next best thing, they never work. So really quick, U-Boat. Stands for undersea boat. Would you like to take a guess how you say that in German? Undersea. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, keeping in mind how many. Uh, it's roots probably got about German. twelve different syllables and about eight hundred different ver- ways of. Uh, oh, under big water. <laughs> it's undersea boat. <laughs> See, I told you, underwater boat. <laughs> yeah, so that's a thing. So I've been playing a little bit of that. Like I said, I, I finally got my aircraft carrier, the USS Langley. Which, torpedo planes are kind of a pain in the ass to use, and I kind of don't like how they did them. So when you start your attack, it only gives you two of them to attack with. Oh. So with torpedo planes, that means you have two torpedoes. 
and they have an arming time. Remember how I mentioned that I wish they had an arming time on the torpedoes? Yep. Well, they have them on the <laughs> planes, which are really hard to aim. I know you're trying to be a history nerd right now, but I'm going to be that other kind of nerd. And Asuka is 100% named after that ship, isn't she? Asuka Langley Soryu? Yeah, uh, for sure. Maybe she's oh, one hundred percent. She's given also her named. Names. Yeah, she's also named after the Japanese yeah. carrier that was sunk at uh, yeah. uh, Midway. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one hundred percent because she's part German, part Japanese, and part United States ancestry. That's one hundred percent. I don't Sorry. know when the United when the when the Langley entered service. I don't think it ever served in combat because I think it's like one of the very first uh, aircraft carriers America built, so it never really did anything. But yeah, probably. Anyway, so I don't really like how the torpedo planes play. They're really hard to use. They're kind of hard to aim. They just don't seem like they do as much, probably because they're so hard to aim. Can you not just, like, drop a torpedo on top of something? Or does it actually have to hit the water? It's got to go into the water. I mean, I guess the advantage would be they're ranged by comparison to the bombers. I assume by comparison to the bombers. Uh, yes. But that in itself has its own problems. Because the bomber, you know how you aim a dive bomber? You dive on the target. That seems pretty tough. Boats are small. The last type is the... I think they just have them called attack aircraft, which is a weird one, but it's got like they've got rockets. Fighters. Oh. What you do don't. You... you can't dogfight in this game, so it's not quite as in-depth as uh, Battle Stations Midway, where you could actually literally control the planes to an extent where you could dogfight with them and everything like that. It was I really liked Battle Stations Midway. I thought it was really cool. But like the fighter craft, that would be protecting your carrier and whatnot are actually automatic so oh, something gets close to you they launch automatically and attack like a uh, defensive armament they're, they're like a nanobot swarm yeah kind of whereas these attack aircraft have rockets on them so basically what you're looking to do is the attack aircraft and the dive bombers are looking to start fires whereas the torpedo planes are looking to, to uh do start direct fall damage looking to start flooding largely you can only have one squadron under your control at any one time. You can have two in the air, basically, but one would be returning while one, while you're controlling the other one that's going out. Do you tr- control yourself while you're controlling the squadron, or uh, do they just no. follow you? you can, but you can set an autopilot so that your ship will control itself while you're doing something else. You can do that with all of the ships, but uh, the aircraft carriers are really the only ones where it makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. That's still a fun game. It's fun to sling shells halfway across the map in the battleships. I have the Wyoming now, which is kind of cool. I played an entire game of Civ. Which I one? Been, what number? Five. I think I have six. But I have six, but like, not played it's it. in my Steam library, but I don't honestly remember ever buying it. So I'm not sure where it came from. You probably I had the exact same problem. Probably. So I couldn't remember which one I had played most recently. I know you were playing five, I think, with us. At yeah. I, I, Five's good. I think it was also five, um, but I installed six randomly the other night because I'm like, I want to play something, but I don't know what, and Civ sounds really relaxing. And I installed six, and at this point, like, I had been waiting a while because it was a big download. I went to go play it, and I'm like, this has too many new mechanics for me to want to learn <laughs> right now. And it's, like, not fundamentally different from other civilizations, but it was different enough. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do this. I'm like, well, I guess I could go install five. I'm like... Am I going to be in a Civ mood ever again? And the answer is yes. I've been in a Civ mood for like a month solid. We should play some Civ. I ran I'd be in, up that. I ran into that by accident because I was watching that dude play Hearts of Iron 4. And then I played Empire Earth and was like, this is fun. But it's not Civ. But I'd rather <laughs> play Civ because it handles a lot of the same stuff, but it doesn't have the problems that Empire Earth has. It's weird that this thing that started as like a quasi-educational game is now like a 
somewhat serious turn. Like, it's one of the best turn-based strategy games. I yeah. won this game by diplomatic victory, which is not something I normally oh, that's do. that's fun. I wiped out everybody on my island. It was sub-5? So you mean economic victory? You bought all the city-states? Actually, I didn't buy very ah. many of the city-states. It just it got far enough along that I ended up with like 48 votes or something like that, and I'm not entirely sure how. So like I wiped out everybody on my island, then I wiped out the United States to gain a toehold on the other island, and the show shown had like half that continent, and I'm like, this is going to be a royal bitch. I'm going to need to bring a lot of dudes in for this. Is Sins of a Solar Empire turn-based? Yes, it's I have pretty- no idea. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Stins us the Solar Empire is the RTS kind of spinoff of Galactic Civilizations. Okay. What about Stellaris? Not familiar. Never okay. played it. So that was fun. I had a lot of fun playing that one. I played Portugal for the first time ever, which ended up not being as useful as... Like, the, the abilities that they got weren't as useful as I thought they'd what be. What does Portugal get? When they have a trading route with somebody, they gain additional gold per, like different resource they have on the route. Okay, so that's pretty good early game, but it's gonna stop their, being super relevant. Their unique unit was a melee air, uh, not aircraft, um, a melee ship. Okay. And their, like, unique building I never built. Which I, because I think you need to build it in, like, an allied city-state or something like that. That's weird. And I was just like, uh, okay. So I just looked up Solaris. It's a 4X game. Okay. Which I now know because you explained to me what the heck a 4X game was. It's a sip. It's a civ. What have you? What else have you? What else have you been playing, Zach? I built my I built my executioner, my primaris executioner. Now you can execute me when we play forty k, and I still only have eight hundred points of dudes. My tank that that tank is worth a third of his army. Did you send a picture of that to the Discord? No. Okay. Well, you should. We have an entire channel, more or less, for that. It's not painted or anything. Okay. I finished building it. I gotcha. may do that anyway, just because I it took a while to build. I And I played some League of Legends, 10th anniversary. Like I never thought about how old League of Legends actually is as a game until... It's been a like, good minute. Like It's going to be our 10th anniversary. I was like, Jesus, this game's been around for 10 years? Looked it up. Yeah, it's, that's 10 years. It's an old game. And then I looked, then I was hanging out on Facebook, and it was like... Riot has announced they're making this. Riot has announced they're making this. Riot has announced they're Which making this. Which is why them. we like, got the like, live stream from you. <laughs> of the things that I found. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. I mean, Riot has made other stuff before Fortnite. I just can't remember what no. the heck any of it is anymore. Um, Riot did not make Fortnite. Uh, okay, they bought Fortnite. No, 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 you were thinking of Epic. Oh, I'm sorry, Epic. Well, what the heck does Riot do? League, League of Legends. Legends. Period. Period. They did some board games once. Okay, yeah. And no. by board games, I mean some League of Legends board games. Gotcha. A League of Legends board game. I thought there were two. I think there might have only been one. But other than that, they've literally made no other games until, like, these latest announcements were like, we're making all this additional stuff. And my immediate thought was, did you guys just, like, hire, like, half a dozen studios for this? Yeah, be fair, they haven't made them yet. I have a weird skepticism. I really don't think we're going to see all those games. I think it's too ambitious. I don't, like, there's not one I'll point at and say, oh, that one's going to fail. I think um, of the ones that are likely to fail, I think it's probably going to be the fighting game or the first-person shooter, just because that's outside of the realm of what they've normally made, although we do already have footage of the fighting game. I was going to say, the fighting game seems like a slam dunk. That makes super sense to me. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I definitely think it will come out. So, those. I was going to ask whether they're, like, reusing all their sweet, awesome characters from League. And the answer yes. appears to be mostly yes. Yeah, with for the all exception of... of the of the shooter. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Legends of Runeterra looks great. 
I'd buy that JRPG based um, on that album. Or the Hearthstone? That's what that is. Legends of Runeterra is a Hearthstone. I want it to be JRPG. What the heck, guys? They are doing a Diablo-style game. Oh, that actually would be pretty fun. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, They're also apparently making an animated series. I mean, sure, why not? I'd say, but why? Well, I mean, they've made a lot of animated, like, they've made a lot of short animations, which is by far and away not the same thing as making a series. The real question is, why not just make a Star Guardian series? That's all I want. There's not enough Magical Girl content in my life. I'm with you on that. I'd totally watch that. I want to see Jinx be the mischievous Lancer, who's definitely not just Harley Quinn. Code, I picked up and started playing Code Vein. I thought they were going to say Code Geass, the fighting game. That looks really, really... I don't know what the word is. Dark Souls? No, yes, obviously. But what I mean is not a ripoff, but it seems like it seems like the Transmorphers to Dark Souls to me. I mean, obviously, it's not quite... You Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like the knockoff version? Yeah. It just seems to lack so much style. It has a style of its own, but I do understand where you're coming from. One of my problems so far, like, as I've started up this game, has been that I've been constantly accompanied by a companion. And I think the way the game is kind of designed is you're also intended to have a friendly with you. Because I have a couple of abilities that it started me with, or at least maybe more, maybe one, maybe more than one ability that it started me with that literally affect a teammate. And one of the classes that you can play, you can, I think you can switch largely on the fly, is better for supporting your teammates. So it's kind of like, yes, this is a game we made, but we've also kind of made it so that you would have... It's Dark Souls co-op. Just intended to always be co-op. Huh. Like, that's what I, I have, say, always be co-op. And I have I have a friendly with me at all times during while I've been playing this game. I think it's fun. I mean, if the gameplay is good, that's all that matters. I've only seen some trailers and heard a few things, and it just seems... Well, I mean, I've never played a Dark Souls or a Sekiro, and so I, I'm kind of from the position of, why would I not play that? But I guess plenty of people have played all of those, so... I did watch, like, the original... Or not the original. The video that plays at the beginning of it. Like, when you just power up the console and leave it there for a couple of minutes. The demo mode thing. Yeah, it, well, it's like a trailer video. A lot of things have kind of stopped doing the trailer... Or the, the demo mode. I watched that and was like, yeah, I'd watch this. If this, if this was actually an if anime, was an I'd anime. watch this. Yeah, but you'd also watch the dumb campaign I'm making, so... <laughs> okay, that is fair. In the campaign where I was badass flying, but I crashed on takeoff, and then I crashed again on landing. To be fair... I feel like a lot of D&D campaigns would lend themselves pretty well to be like an anime of some sort. The uh, thing that I find the most fun about this series so far that we have done, or at least the starting point, Kevin picked his character's appearance. I rolled mine. Our characters look the same. <laughs> one of them is female, but one of them is a very beachy anime boy. Okay, <laughs> beautiful. I'm into it. We I already had ha- one, the girlfriend mistake one for the other. So is this your uh, homeworld anime setting? No. Well, it is a homeworld anime setting, but we're playing the Mechton Zeta. Um, okay, so we're, you're not doing myself. those rules that you were no. postulating? I, uh, I, I would probably really come back them. to those. Okay. As I think I had something there. I just do not have time to work on those right now. That's and legit. I definitely did not have time to work on them and run a game. I find I really like Life Paths as a system. In general, because I'm playing a character I don't think I'd ever played without using the life paths and making the game and having the game pick for me. Like in terms of personality or in terms of like skill archetype? Uh, personality and archetype. Yeah, he did roll celebrity as his class. What? That's a thing I'd play, Zach. I am playing <laughs> a celebrity who is normally shy and introverted. 
and I'm playing a pop idol. Yeah, I feel like that's an anime trope. Kinda. It but this right. is not something I would normally play. No, that's that's for sure. It is a system that makes you choose if you want to be a Kira Yamato or a Mula Flaga at the start. <laughs> we also don't have the anime hero. Me, or, me and Kevin are not playing the anime hero. Uh, Kevin's playing the boyfriend. And <laughs> yes. Zach's playing a pop idol. That's amazing. Uh, it's it's a fun system so far we've been looking at, it, although it's got a lot of math involved in building your mech. I'm okay with that. Like, it, But then surprisingly, not that much math. It was, it was real easy to pick up and play when we actually started doing it. It's got hit locations, which I think might be a lot for people that are used to more modern RPGs. Although, then I after we started, I found the optional rules for, hey, if you don't want to do hit locations and you just want regular SHP, here's a system. Which I don't necessarily think I would have gone for anyway. But. I love hit locations as a thing. Yeah, I well, kind of do too. The problem is now I've realized the way I've designed my d- generic mook mecha, you're 100% just going to chop off their wings every time. Because that is a vulnerable point that Can, they need to stay aloft. Is that a problem in space? What if you take the whole thing and put it in space? Their thrusters are in their wings, so they wouldn't be able to move. They have two wings, and it's not like all their thrusters are in their wings either. They uh, have exactly enough thrust to maintain flight. So in space, that would not be a problem. That's what I did. I cut off both of the wings of one of them and then it made it crash. That's a fun system. I would definitely recommend anybody who's got like, who wants to play something like that. That's definitely worth checking out. And it's also pretty cheap on uh, drive-thru. I have the, I was going to say hardback, but they're not hardback. The ones I have are paperback. But you have physical copies. Yeah, because it was print on demand. I also have the PDF, but it's kind of hard to read on my phone. Have I been doing anything else? So have we exhausted the list? I bought Hearts of Iron 4 today because it's on sale and watching the dude play through even just the play the the pony mod for Hearts of Iron 4. Like I was watching it. I'm like, oh, is this a weird RPG? No, it's like it's like like a a Crusader Kings. Okay, never mind. It's kind of like a World War Two sim type game where you take command of one of the factions. And like watching this made me think, you know, even if I wasn't to play this mod, which is also, if I admit, kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to get it to try this this mod out. It looks interesting enough that I want to try the game itself. So I think it sounds kind of cool. Anything else, Zach? Um, I haven't played that yet. So Sorry. no, unfortunately, I had to finish out my two days off this week by getting a couple of fillings. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah, that sounds less than ideal. I mean, it's better than having holes in your teeth, I guess. Yeah, no, no that is, yeah. that's true. And I know entirely who to blame. Captain Crunch? Tyler. For getting holes in your teeth? Yeah, it's entirely his fault. Yeah, remember that one time we were having a brawl in your cul-de-sac? This happens, like, usually when we finish recording, Zach and I go out, we have words, and then it turns into fisticuffs. So what, yeah. have, you, what have you been playing, Captain Gingivitis? <laughs> <laughs> I have been rotting your enamel! Okay, so really quick, uh, related to Ironheart, there is some... Hearts of Iron? Hi- whatever, Steelheart, they're apparently a hair metal band that doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, I remember seeing way back when, at our local uh, game store that went out of business for uh, tax evasion... Um, Are they thinking of Axes and Allies? No, it's a video game that was like, I think a PS2-era JRPG, but it was like a... Really weird mechanic system. I kind of wanted to pick it up, but I never did. And I can be we're describing. I feel like a hundred different games. Yeah, it, okay, it's also like World War Two. I think. Okay, I think I know which one. I think I know the cover. I th- and that's I, all I can. I don't imagine. think I know what you're talking. It's, about. it's got. I think a redheaded lady on the cover. Are you thinking Blood Rain? No, definitely not Blood Rain. 
Well, I mean, that's got a red-headed lady on the cover, and it's from World War II. I know that much. Yeah, World I, War II JRPG to... is failing me as a Did Google. Did you ever play Front Mission? Oh, yeah. No, I love Front Mission. The one that you loaned to me if that was actually Ed's? Oh, no, I never played that one. <laughs> I never beat that one, but I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, I love Front Mission as a series. I played the um, first, like, three of them. Unfortunately, those original, like, tactical Front Mission games, they don't seem to be making them anymore. The last Front Mission we got was apparently terrible. It was at the beginning of this year. Huh. Are you thinking of Shadow Hearts Covenant? I think I'm thinking of Shadow Hearts at the very least. Yeah, they have, like, a weird, like, radial combat system where you have to, like... It, it's almost like Super Mario RPG-esque. I, know, I remember doing a lot of reading on it way back when, when I was considering buying it. I'm like, but $20 is all my teenager money. I have not been playing that, so y- stop me if I talked about this on the last time we recorded, but it's been so long, I can't remember what I played since then, and it's not been a ton. Hey, I'm I'm Jigglypuffing... Wow, man, that was... Jigglypuff, 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 Jiggly, Jiggly... Anyway, uh... <laughs> So uh, I'm surrounded by idiots. Sing is good again in Smash. It turns out uh, that is how I get the majority of my jiggly. Did it never? Did it stop being good? It never was in the first place. The problem is it has like a ton of startup lag. Oh, I'm thinking of rest. No, yeah, no rest is great. And I'm actually like I've gotten to the point where I can actually hit those. I was playing a match against someone and. It was, like, coming down kind of to the wire, and I screwed up, and I was in the air. We're both over 100%, and they're coming in for, like, a killing aerial blow. I think they were playing Luigi. And I accidentally pressed the wrong button and rested on him as he was coming up to hit me, and I won the match. <laughs> it was great. Um, that inspired me to try to get better at rest, and I have, I think, succeeded. Anywho, Jigglypuff's a lot of fun. I was not expecting that. So, obviously, I've been playing a lot of Smash, but I'm not going to talk about that. Did I tell you guys I introduced tournaments? I think you did. Smash? Yeah, they're just like as regular online mode. They just like have rotating tournaments. I do Um, not remember you mentioning that. They're kind of not great, but I'm glad they exist. Um, How accurate are they? What do you you mean? Like how all over the place are the players? Like are oh they're all all over the place. It's uh. Whoever joins the tournament, it's just... That seems like a problem. Yeah, there's no ranking involved. Um, that's what like Quick Play's a, for. If you just had a tournament that was like all, for example, bronze-level bronze, bronze level players, and a tournament that was all gold-level players, like that makes a lot more sense instead of having all these guys who are of all these different ranges in the same place. To yeah. be fair, that's how physical tournaments work, though. Especially with Smash, which is the game everybody at the tournament's like, I play Smash, I'll throw myself in. Oh, I'm against a good Smash player. Bye. Yeah, which is pretty much exactly what happens. I actually really wish they would go to, like, especially for their actual ranked system, that they would go to some sort of, like, tier thing. I think that would be better for everyone. Anywho, I don't know. They're a lot of fun. So one of the big complaints when they first came out is they had, like, one-on-one, no items, Fox-only Final Destination, uh, like, like har- hardcore tournaments that were two socks, at two and a half minutes, <laughs> which if you're playing someone who is approximately evenly matched with you is definitely not enough time to finish that match. So it almost always went to sudden death. They did that partially so that if you finish your match early, you weren't waiting around forever for other matches to end, which makes a certain amount of sense. Their solution to that was like, you know, instead of add more time, they made it one stock. <laughs> so it's one stock. So two now and it's half always minutes. sudden death. It's always usually sudden, sudden death, death, which leads us to hum- hilarious shenanigans. Really, I think the major loss here is you can't use any suicide moves to finish off a match because you always die first now in those. 
Also, if you do a suicide move, your character always dies first. Yes. That was a mechanic at the start of Smash, except for Krom and Ikes were broken, and you didn't die first. Um, And Ganondorf in 4, he died last. So gotcha. could, it was always a viable move for him. Uh, but not Bowser for some reason, even though his did basically the same thing. I get a suicide move? Yeah, well, if, if you, you uh, Aether catch him off the screen. Yeah, it's got a spike if you hit them with the down part of it, so oh. you can take them down with you. That's why Ike and Krom are so dangerous uh, uh, to pursue off the ledge. Because they will take you with them. Okay. Krom specifically got nerfed early on because it was so good that it was a major strategy for people to just bait people out off the edge with Krom and then just Aether them to death. Or whatever they call Krom's version of It is Aether. Okay, I was going to say it looks like Aether. Anywho, I think that's all about Smash. They're doing a heavyweight tournament soon, so that's kind of fun. You going to play your Bowser? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go take some Bowser. I've been having fun with DDD recently, but I'm not good, so... Now that he's the president, they have to buff him, right? What? Doug Bowser is the president of Nintendo of America. It was it was a timely joke. No, I got well. I was talking about DDD, and okay. then oh, and then call back to Bowser. My brain didn't track. Okay. Um, honestly, Bowser is pretty good still already. Maybe that's why they made him president. So yeah, what have I been playing? I played CrossCode. Have I mentioned this game to you guys? I think so. Go on. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, so this is a game I like kickstart back. To. You definitely did yes. forever ago. Yeah, I don't know. I've been playing it. It's pretty dang good you did it uh, the more i think about it you definitely yeah it's, about it's the time. game where oh, it's yeah. westworld yeah yep but not <laughs> it's yeah. westworld where you hijack an android body for some reason and you need to learn words yeah like a baby yeah exactly um it's pretty fun i've only played like another hour or so of that since i last brought it up because my computer started freezing again i don't know why i took out all the ram and it worked fine for a while so I think I just need to rebuild the whole thing from scratch. So All I need to do right now is replace a fan because it's going bad. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you mentioned I have this cable and I'm not sure how to remove it. I'm like, I bet it's a fan cable because those things are a pain in the ass. No, I know where it is. I know the fan cable. I'm just not entirely sure where it's plugged in it's, or how to get it loose. It's a labyrinthine maze. And the answer is a chisel, I think. I mean, I have a fan. I'm also not entirely sure if that fan will fit. Because it's a four-prong instead of a, I don't know. His name is Stug Life. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Tyler? Oh, what else have I been playing? Um, we so all did play Dead by Daylight together. We did, yeah. That kind was of. fun. Uh, yeah, it was a ghost, and so he only was there briefly. Which meant we were only a full crew briefly, which means there was only like one map where the killer didn't instantly murder everybody using yeah. the power of murder. I mean, technically speaking, Kevin got away from me when I was playing the Demogorgon. But that was also because I spent like five minutes of that match trying to figure out what my powers did. So I I felt a little bit bad because the one match I actually do remember playing with Ed, I went and rescued him. And I chose a bad time to do that. So he immediately went down and I was like berating myself for doing that. And I I worry that he took it as me insulting his lack of ability to get away. I'm like, no, it was inevitable. I rescued you at the wrong time. So if you listen to this episode, Ed, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. For unhooking you. What else have you been playing, Deeply Sorry? Weirdly, not a whole lot. I've got this weird, like, arm condition and, like, holding my hand in such a manner as to play most video games exacerbates it. So I'm actually taking, like, the next week off from video games, which is going to be a challenge. I've been playing a lot of guitar instead. I feel like that would make it... I guess it depends on the... It's the angle specifically, so I hold my hand further out to the side when I play guitar than I do when I'm playing a game. Like, phone games specifically are the worst for whatever reason. So, so it sounds like you just need to play video games with your hands stretched out in a funny way. Yeah, the problem is that like, it's not very comfortable to do that for very long, so they just drift back to the natural position, but then that messes up my shoulder. Anyway, what I have done since the last time we recorded is beat all Link's Awakening HD. 
Was that fun? I mean, it's Link's Awakening, so I assume the answer is yes. Yeah, it's fun. Did you be a thief? I did not be a thief. I paid for the bow like a pleb. Um, Were you sad when Marin was a seagull? I did not get that ending. And I'm trying to... Re- There's something you have to do to cause that I to think happen. you have to 100% it. But she always becomes a seagull. You just don't see it. That's, that's the fair. canon in my heart. No, that's fair. She always becomes a seagull, I agree. Um, It's maybe because I didn't get all the... Se- no, I got all the secret seashells. Maybe I did get that ending? I don't know. Moral of the story. Yeah, no, it was fun. They added a little thing where you can collect, like, uh, figurines from the trendy game, so you have a reason to go back there after a while, and you had to go find people's houses to stick them in. Uh, there's not as much post-game in that as I wanted there to be from a Link's Awakening remake. Like, I wanted a deadly dungeon. Oof. You played it on hard mode, though, right? I did Which play I it added? on hard mode. Yeah, no, it kicked my ass for a long time. Yeah, as you get more hearts, like, kind of like in Breath of the Wild, it kind of stops being a problem. I'm so sad that I found out that Master Mode was available in Breath of the Wild after I had already beaten one of the first Divine Bees. I'm like, I don't really want to restart again, so maybe the next time I get a Breath of the Wild itch, if Breath of the Wild 2 hasn't come out by then, if it's before 2021. Yeah, I don't know. That's fun. It's Link of Awakening. It's very cute. Um, Alex might actually play it, so. It is cute. I had something else to say about it. Oh, that was it. In order to 100% it, you had to get all the harp containers, right? That makes sense. I think so. But by my definition, that's 100% run. Okay. Um... You have to engage a lot with the new dungeon builder mechanic. That's what I've been told. And that is a problem because they get very samey very quickly. I like the idea and concept, actually. I think there there is something to be had there. The problem is rooms aren't very customizable. They basically give you a tile and it's like this tile. And it's usually a tile from another dungeon you've already beaten. Yeah, I mean, we already know that that kind of thing can be really, really impressive. I mean, look at what happened with World, or not World of Warcraft, Warcraft 3s. We got League of Legends out of that. Or even on a scholar scale, like Mario Maker, all the weird things that are done with that. Yeah, and it's not, it is definitely not a Mario Maker, which is a little unfortunate. The problem is, like, you get a block and it's like, I don't know, you only have, like, 80 to 100 some odd blocks, which sounds like it's a lot. It's not really a lot at the end of the day. Especially if they feel samey. Yeah, and they're like they're all directional, so the way it's broken up is like you got rooms with this many entrances and exits, and then these attributes, which are, it has a door, or it has a treasure chest, and then a direction that they're facing uh, with relation to their exits, and it's just like whatever tiles fall into that group. And that sounds really boring. Like a lot of the really cool dungeons in Zelda have like things, or I guess in the uh, Game Boy Zeldas anyway, is you have things where like you have to take advantage of the fact that levels are different across the dungeon. And I mean, that's to, like... really a Link's Awakening thing. It's one of the reasons Link's Awakening stands out as a Zelda game, despite being on the Game Boy. They do it in the Oracles too. Okay, they do it a little bit in Oracles as well. I guess the point is that you can't do any of that cool stuff. They're all just like flat rooms. That you just need to, like, get keys out of. And, like, they give you the color-changing crystal thing, but there are basically no rooms that use it, so it's usually isolated to the room where you find it, where it's useful. That was kind of disappointing, and you have to do it a lot in order to get that final heart container. They do, however, give you a full heart container for finishing that, so. Sounds really depressing. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Especially because they kind of uh, touted that as a news, as a feature for that. Yeah, it's really underwhelming, and I'm a little bit sad about that, because, like, there's a lot of potential there if they gave you more fine-grained control over how you did it. Because I actually, like, after a while, like, I made a dungeon. Like, this is actually kind of a cool dungeon. 
I could see myself getting into this if this wasn't the best one I could possibly make. I'm trying to think what else. I have kind of burnt out on Celeste, partially because my arm, and I, like, you hold right so often in Celeste that, like, eh. Anyway, um, mostly I've gotten to the C-sides, which are, I guess, harder than the B-sides. I guess that makes some sense, but they're a lot shorter. The problem is they're so ridiculously hard, I spend, like, a half hour to an hour on each, like, individual screen of these even though there are only, like, three screens. Eh. They're really, really hard. I always feel so... It, like, it's such a feeling of accomplishment when you finally beat it, though. I mean, I can definitely understand that. I still remember, like, yelling at Kevin when I finally beat Aldrich and Dark Souls. <laughs> and yeah, he was it's, confused. It's, it's a very similar thing. Like, anytime you screw up, it is 99.9% .9 of the time going to be something you messed up. Um, the game is very, very solid, so it's not really ever its fault that you failed. It's also noted for how much, like, leeway it gives the player. Yeah, I actually watched a uh, Taz run. I, is that redundant? Because tool-assisted speedrun, where speedrun is one word, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so um, it involved this guy and also the guy who made the game playing it, and it turns out there's this thing where, like, there are deadly spikes, but the way the spike units are constructed is they have exactly one madeline height block in between them that isn't visible but you can actually dash through it if you duck while you dash at the exact right moment and a bunch of stupid stuff like that i'm like i thought i was getting pretty good at this game and then i watch that i'm like nope nope i'm not going to be good at any game ever well yeah you never want to compare yourself to people who do that incessantly and that's all they do all the time to be fair, yeah and also taz though More is mechanics like, you just like you computer, you basically just program is. it, so that's not I, that yeah, bad. I, strangely enough, I do actually know what that is. So I mean, that's not that's not very strange. I just wasn't for sure if me, you knew what the mechanics were. For me, it is a little strange because I don't pay attention to speedruns. I find them interesting, but I don't really like watching them a lot of the time. I more of like listening to people talk about speedruns. Yeah. It's a little bit like the EVE Online thing. Like, I like listening to people talk about EVE Online, like, wars and stuff, but I have no desire to either watch EVE Online or play EVE Online. Um, I think that is largely it, actually. I haven't really been playing a lot of video games, and when I have, it's mostly been Smash. I I've played Watch a Lot of TV. Because <laughs> I've been very stressed and busy recently, so that's about what I have time and energy for. Yeah, I've been playing. Have terrible anxiety. That makes it impossible to sleep, so you take a nap as soon as you get home every day. That's just like normal, I think, right? <laughs> uh, hasn't been lately, so I played a little Fire Emblem. I think I've beaten two at levels. Still of, uh, what's it called? Conquest. The one where Corrin's an idiot. Um <laughs> I still feel bad whenever that comes up because I don't have any of those kind of anxiety problems. I mean, don't feel bad. Be happy. Oh, I am. And then I feel guilty that I don't have these problems and you guys do. So instead, I played Watch All of SDF Macross. Nice. Um, which is what that excellent clip you showed us. Yes. It's got a knife from, right? Yeah. It's very good and very bad. I don't know what else. Like, I will see those times. eyes in my dreams, in oh. my nightmares. There's one episode where I swear the entire episode, everybody's eyes are trying to escape. And it <laughs> ends with two characters staring into each other's eyes longingly about to kiss. And one of their eyes are just gone in one of the shots while the love music is playing because they have finally escaped. <laughs> I was telling uh, Stug Life actually on the forums that I'm pretty sure they had a budget slider on. One was missiles and the other was eyes. And at some point in the production, they just locked it on missiles. 
And then I started watching Five Nights at Freddy's videos because it's October and I'm like, oh, I should watch scary movies. I don't have the energy to watch scary movies, but there have been like four FNAF games since I paid any attention. So I could probably watch some full plays of those. Did you uh, watch the first episode of the fourth season of Food Wars? I did. I watched the New My Year Academia. And was like, man, is that a clip episode? Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about how disappointing it was that that was a clip episode? I liked the start of season three, which is also a clip episode. I expected it to be a clip episode because it's been so long, but I was a little bit on the side of, yeah, this could have been done better. What's disappointing to me is that everyone seemed to love it. They're like, oh yeah, this clip episode was great. That reporter was really cool. I mean, I'm so excited for this arc and that I have to wait longer, kind of. I got to see Sun Eater for a half second in the opening, but... With him, eh? he's he's gonna show up. He he okay. might have my favorite quirk in the series. That's saying something because there were some pretty out there quirks. I mean, it was a good way for to like sum up and be like, hey, these are all the people that you're talking about, or like these are all our main characters. Pay attention to them. But because I watched Food Wars first and they didn't do that, I was gonna say I forgot that we had not seen Rindo skin alive a crocodile and then cook it alive <laughs> in the anime yet. I love Rindo. She's so much fun. I love that character. What's the advantage to skinning it alive? Do they? Uh, the meat is fresher when she. Marginally, <laughs> you could kill it first. Just well, she it. Presumably, she does kill it beforehand. You just don't see her kill it. She kills it and butchers it in one motion because she is very good at cooking. <laughs> That's how that works. Have you not watched Food Wars? Yeah, well, okay, I I have, but that's how that works. Uh, I should probably just catch up on that. I, I love Food Wars, dude. I know. I love it's very Food good. Wars. This was a, this one of the series where I looked at it and was like, I read the synopsis and was like, this sounds really stupid. And I can't remember why I went and watched it, but I, I finally did. because you read the chapter, you guessed it on our podcast, Jumpstart Weekly, uh, plug, plug, plug. No, I don't, th- I had watched it before then. Oh, ha- I don't think you had, because I remember... Like, I thought you read that chapter, and you're like, this is okay, maybe I will watch it, and then you watched all of it, because it was after My Hero Academia. I don't remember, like, exactly why. I do remember that that was one of those series, I'm like, I will watch this. Two days later, is there more of this? I was going to say, uh, the reason I haven't watched all of Food Wars, Jeremy, is because the gift I am giving to us is me watching One Piece. So. I mean, look, how far are you in One Piece? Uh, you fighting Crocodile yet? Who? Oh, Crocodile's my favorite One Piece villain, and you're so close to him. Uh, no, we just got Chopper more or less on okay. the crew. I think we got like two episodes until Wapple's dead. I, I forgot. I forgot how long that takes. I'm it takes sure a surprising amount of time. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's only like 64 episodes of Food Wars at the moment. Well, it's going to have to compete with the 764 more episodes of One Piece. I have to get through. I was say, One Piece is very good, but you're almost to the point where you should tap out of that anime and just read that manga. Yeah, I started watching this forever ago, and one of my other friends was like, you've inspired me to reconsume One Piece, and he just started reading the manga over again, and he's already caught up. <laughs> I mean, the, it's a good choice. Manga's good. Yeah, my problem is when I like when One Piece is the thing I wish to consume, I also don't really feel like reading. That's fair. So. That's very fair. Although manga, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried using manga's potato chips. We'll see. It works okay for me. So that's pretty much all I've been playing is watch some FNAF videos. It's led to some really weird dreams where I, w- I have Five Nights at Freddy's dreams where I wake up due to anxiety and stress and not because I am in any way scared. And it's very surreal. Uh, not that I usually wake up from nightmares anyway, but I have had sleep paralysis before and that is a thing that's happened to me. So it's very weird to wake up from a dream that is like vaguely scary and be like, no, I wasn't scared. I am just really anxious and now I can't get back to sleep. It's not a great feeling. So I wake up from nightmares fairly frequently, and they're usually things like three-headed cats who are also shapeshifters eating corpses. I'm like, this is really interesting. I want to study that. 
And then some part of me is like, you should get away from that pain. And then I wake up. I'm like, aw, I wanted more of that. Have I told uh, you my sleep paralysis story? I think so, but I don't remember any I of the details. I was having a dream about a used car salesman trying to sell me a car <laughs> while I was having sleep paralysis. So, so it was like the most all-consuming terror I've ever felt. And I, my brain is like, he's trying. This is not scary. What are you? I, like, it was kind of scarier that I could not watch it get away. I don't remember my dreams. And I don't remember the last time I actually had a nightmare. I don't remember mine usually. Like, I think if I just sat there and took a few minutes to, like, drill it into my head, I'd probably remember them a lot more, but... I very rarely end up with waking dreams, but that's about it. And I don't remember the last time I had one of those either. So speaking of nightmares, we... Oh, that's weird. Old Man Smithers is sending me some messages on Discord. Oh? Bury me. Do not leave me here to rot. You bastard, you will regret this. His wife's not taking it well at all. She's really not. Does she have the right account? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll message her after the Well, after remember the he did tell us he thought that one guy was blackmailing him. Maybe that's who she's trying to talk to? Maybe, I don't I'm know. Not, maybe don't it's remember. a sex thing, though, because bury me? I, I don't... don't... Oh, look, I don't know what you're into. That doesn't sound... I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Well, we played Night Trap this week, which is one of the most full motion video video games. And that's a really awkward sentence to say. It is. It, yeah, it was a thing. I can't imagine anyone in our demographic doesn't know what an FMV game is. But if for some reason you don't know, they're basically video games. The idea being, hey, you play a movie where they shot a bunch of movie footage and then put interactive elements over them. They actually started out as like VHS games where you I would remember like, that. fast forward to the appropriate time kind of like choose your own adventures i mean it's an interesting idea and i guess this is kind of the logical place to go from there but really they spilled out of cds had all this space on them compared to previous storage media like cartridges and floppy disks and they're like oh man we can put full videos on here what do we do with this uh and so this was the experiment they were doing also dvds made it way easier to do that sort of thing because you could scene select yep i was gonna say the game could automatically scene select for you you didn't have to Rewind and fast forward to the appropriate spot. To be. Yeah. So, man, you want to explain the Night Trap plot, Tyler? Because I think this is a job for you. Okay. I would love to explain the Night Trap. So we open on a scene of a mastermind villain petting a cat. I don't think he actually has a cat, but he should. Watching this random house and tricking teenagers who are having a sleepover, like it's some sort of slasher movie, into stepping on extremely elaborate and very stupid traps that are all smil- all smilled. All filled with smoke machines. They're all wearing the most, like, G-rated sitcom doing a horror movie episode clothing, too. <laughs> like, they're all in yoga outfits, but, like, they're outfits that fully cover their bodies that just expose the arms. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yes. It's, like, the closest they can get to a slasher movie attire, but also still keeping this game the pre-ESRB E-rating it should have deserved. I guess maybe teen for comic violence. I think it might have been K-A to start with. Yeah, it used to be K-A, kids to adult, before they changed it to E for everyone. Yeah, well, whatever. So we we zoom out of Evil Mastermind and find out that someone is watching a video of the Evil Mastermind watching videos. You forgot all the traps. I think all the traps are in there. Oh, no, I I mentioned the traps are all filled with smoke machines. Yeah, okay. But you see, like, there's a bed that tilts back and... There's you in a pit, walls and grummet style. There's, there's the a, uh, staircase well, thing that you know. You know what it is. The staircase thing. There's a bookcase that hits you on the ass and you trip <laughs> and fall into the darkness. There are, there are just trap doors. There's one of them, one I think, is... a on the roof, but I don't think I ever used it. There is. There's one that's like a pantry. 
that just you, you fall into the pantry. A lot of them are pretty like the person who is b- falling for the trap has to be kind of a bumbling idiot. To they are sub mousetrap level traps. Some of them are pretty legit. Like one of them is just like your next door door and it just like scoops you in by rotating. Like that wouldn't I guess be the pretty one hard. On the to stairs avoid. might be hard if the never railing you could one hundred percent just grab. But there are railings there that you can one hundred percent just grab. There's also a bunch of secret doors in this mansion. Anyway, uh, so we find out that the uh, hunter team from Predator has been watching this film. The, the and- B team. From yeah, I'm Predator. sorry. The B team. It's from, that it's from Predator. <laughs> with apologies to Ranger Danger for stealing their Predator knockoff. Predator and the Alien. <laughs> the Alien. <laughs> That's good. And they're discussing how they need to trap the killer. And they're like, okay, a bunch of teenagers are going to have a sleepover there tonight. We're going to have a secret double agent teenager, since we are definitely the sort of 21 Jump Street inspired military organization that has a teenage girl on the team. I think her name is Julia or something. I don't even remember. All these teenagers are definitely in their 20s. No shade, but (laughs) nothing wrong with the women. Just saying they ain't fooling anybody. <laughs> not because they are not good actors, not because yeah, they're no, not very n- pretty. None of them are very yeah. Anyway, so they discuss their plan to basically stake out the house and like o- we- Also, do you know the uh name of the secret task force doing this? Oh no. I'm sure they mentioned it at some point, and I'm sure it's really dumb. Scat, probably. It is definitely at scat. I'm trying to figure out Yes, it is a wh- scat. What it stands for. Because we also played that game called Scat. It's like secret covert no, no, secret no, or special control attack team. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it was an originally Sega control attack team because this game was made by Sega and because they make only the highest quality of video games. How did Nintendo ever compete with the likes of Night Trap? <laughs> to be fair, when this came out, it was pretty, it, it was kind of a new idea. It was idea. very novel. Yeah, I mean, it was a novel idea. Okay. I'm a, I'm about to finish the plot because the rest of this is pretty light. So anyway, they're like, how are we going to catch the killer? Well, we need someone controlling all the traps. What about this new person we recruited and everyone just stares at the camera? How for like they get to control the traps? I know we don't have time for this. <laughs> this episode is going along already. But... I don't think they ever explain it. Um, I think what happened is they went there to investigate the disappearances and found all this machinery, but they have no idea who set it up. And therefore, ninjas start invading the mansion after the weird, rich East Coast yacht owners and their cult leadery daughter invite all these random teenagers into their house. They were originally going to be vampires, but they thought that was too violent. Uh, that would have been so much better. So it much really better. would have been. They're ninjas. Imagine uh, Super Sentai for a moment. Did some ninja bad guys. Yeah, they're, they're putties, and basically. Now, now imagine they got brought over for Power Rangers. Now imagine a rip-off show like Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills were making a parody <laughs> of those foot soldiers. And that is what these guys look like. They're basically guys wearing, like, really baggy trash bags. And, like, kind of vaguely gas masks. You don't ever really see them super well, but they do not look like very good sneaking costumes. No. They're vaguely really. threatening. They have, like... Those little novelty extendo hand clamps. So, so basically the movie, because it's definitely a 1980s slasher flick without any of the cool stuff of slasher fic has, of a bunch of people showing up to the mansion, your plant going, hey guys, I'm going to go in now, wink, and then uh, these just absolutely horrible, horrible humans who own the mansion saying, don't destroy any of our fine china on their way out. And then the movie starts. 
Yeah, so Zach compared this game to Five Nights at Freddy's before we started, and I definitely see where he's coming from, but that's a huge insult to Five Nights at Freddy's, a game not particularly uh, great in its gameplay. Just because, like, I can see the, I, I can see where Five Nights at Freddy's can throw out of a game like this. Problem is, this game, Night Trap, is all just remembering what happens, whereas in later games, like in Five Nights, things will not just be the same every time you boot the game up. Every time you start a game in this, it is the exact same. It's just a game of memory. I've mentioned I've been watching some Five Nights Let's Plays lately, and I've realized a lot of the genius of Five Nights at Freddy's is how well it translates to a kid audience. Like, there's nothing, like, particularly scary or violent that a child can't consume in that, but it's still effective horror, and one of the secrets is children love horror things. And also, it's super cheap, and there are a lot of reasons why it's super effective there. But this is such ineffective horror that it doesn't have any of that bite. And, like, Five Nights at Freddy's, not particularly scary, a thousand times scarier than Night Trap. So, I, I think mean, Five Nights at Freddy's did make me jump when I played it. Part of the problem with this game, it's not really scary. Has it ever been actually touted as, like, a horror game? It's like horror, jo- right? It's, it's horror in the way Resident Evil 4 is horror, kind right? Kind of. Like, it's definitely a slasher movie, and, like, how do you have a slasher movie that's not horror, right? Even, that's like, fair. Even, like, Scary Movie, which is a parody of those, is still yeah, horror on I- a level. I get where you're coming from. It's it's super duper campy, though. Yes, I mean, it, not that we should throw everything in genres, but if this is not horror, what is it? Action. Terrible. Action <laughs> thriller. So the problem, I think, is that the bad guys are not at all threatening because they're super bumbling, especially when they fall for your traps. They're like, oh, no. And also the and, stupid musical scene it plays when they're on screen makes them just sound incompetent. That's true. It's <laughs> definitely some Batman 66. Da-da-da-da. Um... <laughs> Let's describe the gameplay, because there is sort of it, and Zach kind of skipped over it because of how little there is. You have to press A when the bad guys are near the traps, and you also, like Five Nights at Freddy's, have a number of different cameras you need to cycle through to see when the bad guys are there. Don't worry, you don't actually have to wor- look, because if they're on screen, you'll get the <laughs> sounds. <laughs> and That's an accurate rendition, On the folks. version that, I, that we were playing, when I let it just like load, it started up where you could actually see everything in real time on all the cameras. You just couldn't hear them all, except for the one you had selected. And after a certain point in time, you have to find one of the family members, and then they will leave after telling you what color they're going to change the code to. And you have to change your little like thing on the side of the monitor to that color, or else you won't be able to trigger any of the traps. So you have to kind of be paying attention to what they're doing, as well as all the other dudes on screen. So yeah, you trap things. A uh, number of women can be captured. They can't die, obviously. Depending Is it on only your the women? I thought it was everyone. Uh, also, yeah, I guess all the characters. Well, it turns out the family are secretly the master augers. What? I yeah. never would have guessed. They have the power to teleport, but not the power to stand out of the way of their own traps. What? They can only be trapped at specific moments, so I guess they're harder in that way, and they appear in multiple scenes. But uh, anyway, depending on how many of the girls you save, you get a different ending. If you trap all the augers, you get the, a winner is you, and then you get to fly to the top of the castle, and Yoshi gives you 120 lives. <laughs> One for each of the augers you have captured. <laughs> there are so many of them. So many. One of the things the game does, it, it basically tells you if you miss too many of your opportunities to catch people, you just lose. I don't know if that ever actually happens. It did. Okay. Because like when I, when I played it and I missed the color thing. And didn't switch to the right color, I couldn't capture anybody, so it eventually came up and was like, dude, you suck. It's like, good to right. know. 
where the heck was I going with that? Um, but it gives you a count of like how many you have caught over how many were possible to have caught. My problem is I just want to watch this very bad eighties movie and just like watch all the That's people having Let's conversations. Yeah, I'm I I was remiss and did not watch one before we recorded this episode, and I meant to. Is it a good, bad movie? No. Okay. <laughs> I would say it's a bad, bad movie. <laughs> That's our review. Who was it that used to do the, I, th- I think it's Screw Attack actually does the just like, is it good videos where they like kind of review it and then they're like, is it actually fun to play? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing this game is kind of important for was its role in the 1993 congressional hearings on video games that led to the formation of the ESRB. It's not nearly as important as Mortal Kombat is to those trials. It was name dropped at what, that point. But uh, for whatever reason, Senator Lieberman had kind of a bone to pick with it, thinking it was more violent than it was. And Nintendo very much threw it on the bus, talking about how it would never appear on a Nintendo console because it did not meet their standards. And now those were technical standards. Night Trap would not run on the Super Nintendo. But he went ahead and threw Sega under the bus, making it sound well, like I mean, it was technically, there. he Moral- didn't lie. Yeah, exactly. Therefore, he did not <laughs> perjure himself. I was going to say, was Doom brought up during those hearings? Because that seems like a way better candidate. It was a PC game, and so it was not really considered. Okay. Because it's not mass market. Yeah. Also, KB Toys and Toys R Us stopped stocking it due to an organized (laughs) telephone campaign. Now, this campaign also told them to stop selling Mortal Kombat, and they did not. So it may have just been an excuse for them to get rid of a (laughs) game that was not selling particularly well. But also score some brownie points. Yeah. And it was a f- like the first game that Sega officially withdrew because it was not selling well. And they felt it was hurting the conversation around making a video game rating board. And to be fair, ESRB, we could do a lot worse as someone who is a comic book fan. I think ESRB yeah, is sure. better than the MPA as well. What's I, the MPA? Mo- Motion the Picture movie. Association. Oh, okay. I know the ESRB is retarded for not just taking the MPA's ratings because everybody understands those. But that ship sailed a long time ago. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's even certainly a- better than the alternative. Even as a kid, I always thought it was really weird that they weren't rated on the same scale. <laughs> it's just confused. Like, I mean, we've been in that scale since it was created, so it's super Yeah, so it's easy, fine now, but... Like, and especially when they added, like, Teen 13 Plus and, like... Well, even then, there's still some of those that are like, this is what this was rated. Why? So, okay... Looking back on it, I find this hilarious. The original Super Smash Brothers is rated teen. It was the first game the ESRB changed the rating on. It was released as an E for Everyone game. Yeah. Why did they change it? Don't you have a cut? Wasn't nah, yours my, say E nah, on it? it does. Mine or says T. Or whatever the hell. It, it's uh, definitely rated as teen for comic mischief. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and cartoon violence. I mean, it was just complaints, I guess. I don't really know the... Um, I'm just like, that. That if that is not a window into that era, I don't know what is. And I th- a lot of it had to do with Melee got a teen rating, too. And so... Again, why? <laughs> Smash Bros. the original was changed after Melee came out, so... It's... I don't understand well, why and that's, When was the last exist? G-rated movie that came out? I'm sure some sort of Disney movie. No, they all get PGs now. Really? Yeah, it's just the sliding scale of moral outrage of, like, if you do have anything in the G movie, pe- parents get upset. So the studios don't even bother. Because also, nobody doesn't take their kids to a PG movie. But then people are like, there was some sexual innuendo that it's a like, child wouldn't understand. Elsa had a dress on. That's not appropriate for the children. A guy lied. Yeah, I mean, I guess it gets a little intense at some points. I guess. Eh, I... I don't know what's acceptable for a G movie, though. Not really anything. 
I don't understand why what like gets to any rating personally. I'm sure there's a fairly like set and dry set of metrics so that they use. Well, for I know that. how the ESRB does theirs because they can't play through everything. They basically have to rely on the developer telling them what's in it. That makes sense. Or wait for someone to do a let's play and just take random video samplings anyway. So I don't remember how I transition out of the speaking of random video samplings we have a list on our website www.lastpodcast.com listing all the games we've played from best to worst at the very top is chrono trigger a game that i is not very scary let's be honest it's not it's it's got some stakes there's pressure at the bottom is city connection a game i'm afraid to play again yeah say it's kind of scary in the like just a general concept of his existence dead center is kirby's dreamland and but people like to pretend kirby's a horror monster these days so we really don't have any FMV games on the list to compare this to. And I'm just scrolling down, seeing what looks like. Yeah, that's comparable. I mean, what's something that's really passive? I was going to say we could compare it to Zumbinis. Because... Zumbinis is really <laughs> Yeah, high. I was going to say, this is no Zumbinis, guys. That's not a phrase I thought I'd ever say in my life. This game is no Zumbinis. I feel like we should compare it to The Secret of Monkey Island, but I also think it's way worse than that. Yeah, that at least has clever writing. So does this. It has writing. <laughs> like, I don't Someone think it's as good as Comic Zone, another Sega game that's very Sega. I think I agree. I mean, Comic Zone has some redeeming qualities. It's at least got cool style. Castlevania Dracula X is a horror-ish game. I don't think it's as good as that. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, a horror-ish game. I don't think it's as good as that. We, we can start with City Connection and work our way up. <laughs> Castlevania Adventure, horror-ish game. I don't think it's as good as that. If, Was if, that the Game Boy one? Yeah. Postal 2, another controversial game. I think Postal 2's better. I I don't. Okay, but if you if Tyler agrees, I think I agree. It it has better gameplay, which isn't saying a whole lot. I mean, it's not saying a whole lot, but I'd rather play Postal Two. Man, Donkey Kong Three so low on here. Echo the Dolphin. How do we think it compares to our good old Sega themed punching bag, Echo the Dolphin? I'm almost tempted to give it to Night Trap on just pure novelty, but frankly, I think Echo is a better game than Night Trap. It's at least a more game game than Night Trap. Okay, so it goes below Tides of Time as well? For kind of similar reasons, Is yeah. it worse than City Connection? I don't think so. I would way rather play this than City Connection. Yeah. For what that's worth. I would agree with that. Is that where, where did you fall on the Echo? I would attempt to put it above Echo, because I also think it's more novel and interesting than that. Yeah, um, and that, that, that was the only consideration I was maybe giving it. There is a game in Echo that I kind of want to play, kind of. So Night Trap goes at number 280. Below Echo to the Tides of Time and above City Connection. I'm so sorry, Nightrap. Barely. <laughs> so, Zach, what are we going to play next week when we're pretending it's still October? So, there's a game that I've been looking at, like, ah, we should play that at some point. And October's a perfect time for that. So, we're going to play, an ad- I think it's an adventure game called Phantasmagoria. I don't Spooky. know very much else about it. it. It's a PC point and click sort of thing, but with, I think, also FMV. Yep. Mm-hmm. So next time on Last Time, I heard that, Curtis.
All right, guys. Thanks for recording the podcast. I know you're really busy, Tyler. Yep. The end of the night and whatnot. You good? You got good to go? Yep, I think so. Should be, yeah. Okay. Drive home safe, guys. I just got to uh, respond to these Discord messages real quick. I'll see you guys later. All right. Later. See ya. Oh, da, da. Yeah. I mean, man, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smithers. You're... Oh, hey, hey, old man Smithers. Uh, Your wife's... Re- old man Smithers? What's a... Why do you have that? What? No! No! Hey, Jeremy, I forgot my phone.